it. That's it, man. We are we are uh, a church of love. You have to be, you have to be a church of love. If he, if God is love, then that's the first place we should grow in. <laughs> if he is love, then we that's be the first place we grow in, is in love. I told you the church thinks God is gifts. God is talent. No, God is love. We should show love first and foremost. Y'all ready? Yes. Hallelujah. Right. Bring it across. <laughs> this girl right here. Hallelujah. All right. We're going to, um, due to the uh, anniversary, and by the way, I want to thank everybody who participated and put your hands to work for that wonderful anniversary. Give yourself a hand praise. Yes. There is nothing that the Father is more pleased about than seeing us work together. There's nothing that pleases a father more, I can speak, is to see my, keep my children work together. There's nothing that confuses or uh, dampers uh, father's heart than seeing his children bicker and beef and argue and, and be separate, be separated. So we're going to go into our teaching for today. Uh, you can turn me down just a tad bit, Chad. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, we're still on our series, uh, Works of the Holy Spirit. We're still on our series, Works of the Holy Spirit. Uh, before we get started, I want to... Um, I know last week we talked about, we did the anniversary, so we talked about the message, us. But this, I want to kind of do a recap on the goal is baptism, all right? The goal is baptism. Remember that. Always remember that when it comes to the Holy Spirit, that the goal is what? The goal is baptism. The goal is for us to be submerged in his presence. It's not for us to get the Spirit. It's not for us to just hear the Spirit. But he wants us submerged in that presence. He wants to immerse us in that presence. Okay, he wants, to lose, he wants us to be lost in that presence. He wants to marinate our life in the presence of his spirit. Okay, when we were born again, we have to understand that we went from being uh, um, a sinner to being his child. We went from being an orphan to being adopted. And now that we have been adopted, the place that we grow is in his presence. It's in his presence. Eden was what? It was just his presence. That's why no matter how much they look for it, they'll never find it. Because they're looking for a physical place. And it's not a physical place. It's, it was his presence. He placed them in a garden. What does the garden represent? Growth. A place where you can grow. And so the only place as children of God that we can grow is in his presence. So he gave us the Holy Spirit so we can be baptized in it. John said, for I baptize unto repentance, and I use water to do that, but there will be one that is more powerful than me. And I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes, he said. He said, he is going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Then he said, and with fire. So the baptism is of the Holy Spirit, and it is also with fire. So last time we talked from this um, series we talked from the title of the goal is baptism the goal is baptism 
Uh, on today, the title of our teaching would be Stay Baptized. All right? Stay baptized. The goal of Satan is to pull us out of the spirit. The goal of the flesh is to pull us out of the spirit. The Father has made it to where we can walk in his presence all day long. The Father has made it to where we can live in his presence. That is the command of scripture, to walk in the spirit. And Chris, he said, if we walk in the spirit, we would not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when do we fulfill the lust of the flesh? When we get out the spirit. As soon as we get out the spirit, we fulfill the lust of the flesh. Matter of fact, in order to, to, to walk in the flesh, we have to leave the spirit realm. That's why I was, I was telling someone that it's no strange thing that you be deep in, you're deep in prayer, and then all of a sudden some animosity, some beef, something that has nothing to do with nothing comes to your mind. What is it trying to do? Stop the connection. It's trying to cease the connection. And so the goal is baptism. We need to be baptized in the spirit. We do not just need to hear the spirit. We need to be baptized. We need to live there. Okay, we need to walk in the spirit. We need to live in the spirit. The Bible says as many as are led. He said these are the sons of God. And that word son is the Greek word weos. So this is a mature child. The mature child stays in his presence. The nepio go, nepios goes in and out. The pation goes in and out. The technon goes in and out. The nanisco le learns how to stay there, but the weos lives there. This is why the father said when he spoke of Jesus, he said, this is my son who I am well pleased with. Now, you have to understand this. This started with him as a 13-year-old boy about his father's business. It wasn't just he just got the, got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and that's why he was proud of him. No, he was proud of him because this is my son that I am well pleased with because he's about my business. This is why you've constantly seen Jesus say, I, the son can only do what the father tells him to do. Why would he say something like that? Because he stays in his presence. Outside of his presence, you hear people. Come on, say Amen. Outside of his, his presence, you hear people. They get your attention. Outside of his presence, you ever, had, you ever sat there and someone said something to you or done something to you, and you had to sit there and say, why is this bothering me? Come on. You had, like, why is, this, why, is, why is what this person said bothering me? Because you have not learned how to practice the presence or you have not learned the art of staying baptized. Well, you're going to learn in this ministry. Okay, and that's going to be the thing that will hinder people from staying here is because we want you to stay there. We want you to stay baptized. Most people just want a church life. They just want to come to church to say that I'm going to heaven. But the Father wants us to bring heaven to earth. So our first scripture on today is going to come from um, Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to... Um, be working in verses 12 through 15. And it reads, it says, so then, this is Paul talking, so then, my beloved, 
just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. What is he telling us? Stay baptized. When I stay baptized, I'm working out my own salvation. Now, salvation means to be rescued from the penalties of sin and death, but it also means that you have a right to prosperity. Say amen. amen. Okay, you have a right to be blessed. Say amen. amen. You have a right to sound relationships. Say amen. amen. You have a right to be healed. Say amen. amen. But it only happens in his presence. So he's telling the Philippian church, work out your own salvation, meaning it's going to be some things that's going to come to try to pull you out of your salvation. But he's telling you to work out your own salvation. He said, do it with fear and trembling. Do it as if, hmm, do it as if my life depends on it. We have to live a life where our mindset is, the only way I can get this is from heaven. The only way I can manifest this is to stay right here in his presence. The only way I can live a complete life and get the predestined purpose that is for my life is that I do what? Stay in his presence. Stay there. Even right now, you can, you can stay baptized right now. Right now, you have the privilege of being in his presence. You don't have to sit here and wait on a moment in the, in the, in the, in the service where the spirit is high and then you want to indulge. No, you're supposed to carry presence. We're supposed to carry his presence everywhere we go. Amen? So he tells them to work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. He says, for it is God who is at work in you. For it is God who is at work in you. Both to desire and to work for his good pleasure. So Paul is letting us know you need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. The reason why is because God is at work in you. The Father is trying to do a work in you. He is trying to get to your predestined purpose. The life that he predestined for you to have, he is trying to work it in you. But in order for him to work it in you, you have to do the work of staying in the spirit. And that is hard. <laughs> I'm not going to act like it's easy, but it's something that we have to grow into. It's something that we have to become cognitive of. We have, it has to constantly be on our mind to stay right here in the spirit. Why? Because the Bible says that, that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You get that? In heavenly places. That's in the spirit. In heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. So it's not just about me being in the presence, but it's me being in the presence with a, 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 a mind of his child. With a mind like his son, with a mind of his daughter, 
me thinking and knowing who I am in him. So God is at work in you. Now, this is how and why. We're going to deal with how first. The divine nature is at work in us at the spirit level. Amen? Okay, I'm, I'm spiritual because I'm in Christ. So I'm a spiritual being because I am in Christ. Because I have been born again, I am now spiritual, a spiritual person. The Bible says whoever has the son has the father. So the moment that I am born again and that seed is in me, I am now his child. I am a spiritual being, which means that my life is no good in the natural. Meaning that everything that he wants me to have, he wants me to access, is through me staying in the spirit. I can no longer be carnal. The Holy Spirit is at work at the soul level. The Holy Spirit is at work where? At the soul level. My spiritual life has to be developed in my soul. So at my spirit, man, I am 100% Christ. But my soul needs to be developed. That's why we explain the soul algorithm. That whatever goes into your mind, whatever enters your mind goes into your soul, and the fountain of your soul is what? Say it. The heart. The fountain of the soul is the heart. So after the mind has been renewed, after the mind has been developed, the soul has been worked on. That condition of the soul is your heart. Mm. Now, let me go back through this again. At the spirit level, the divine nature is working in us. At the soul level is where the Holy Spirit does its work. Amen? The Holy Spirit is not doing work at the spirit level. That was taken care of when you were born again. Y'all already know that though, right? Okay. Now, God is at work in us. This is why. Because to the degree that we give our mind and our heart to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, our soul becomes developed. So to the degree that you keep your mind in his presence, to the degree that you keep your heart engulfed in his presence, your soul is developed. Now, this is the thing that I want you to know. Because I hear often that the Holy Spirit is in me. Have you heard that? Yeah. We, we hear that often, right? But it, and it's, it's not a false statement. The only issue is, is that the Holy Spirit can only work in your mind, your soul can only work in your heart according to your will. So the Holy Spirit is will dependent. How do I know? Because you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can quench the Holy Spirit. The spirit that he poured out can be quenched by your mind. It can be quenched by your heart. You can abandon his presence just by the way you're thinking. You can abandon his presence by the way you feel about another person. So the Holy Spirit is will dependent. 
That's why the scripture said that you will prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. You will, only, you, will, you will prosper and be in good health, but it will only be according to how much your soul prospers. How does my soul prosper? By staying in his presence. How do I stay in his presence? Prayer. Worship. Reading the word. Studying the word. Meditating on the word. Confessing the word. Fasting. Spiritual practices. Now, the soul is the bridge to the body and the spirit. So you have a spirit. You are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. Okay, so you have a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Now, the purpose of living in the body is so you can interact in the natural realm. The purpose of you having a spirit is so you can live in the spirit realm. And your soul is the bridge between those two. So if you got cancer right now in your body, if your soul agrees with your body, you die of it. If your soul agrees with the spirit which aligns itself with heaven and the word, your, your body becomes healed. So it is important that we keep our mindset in heaven. That's why the Bible tells us that the mind that is set on heavenly things brings life and peace. But the mind that is set on, on the earth brings death. Why? Because my mind has left a heavenly thought process. My mind has left the spirit realm to indulge in the natural realm. The Bible tells us that we have to be eternal thinkers. So imagine that. We have to think as if we don't live in time and space. According to scripture, this is where we're seated. <laughs> they said we're seated in heavenly places. Where are the blessings at? In heavenly places. So everything that we want from the Father is in his realm. It's not in this realm. That's why the Bible says that anything that we want in this physical realm, what we have to do, engage that realm. Why? Because that realm created this realm. I know y'all know all that. Now, it says that God is at work in you. How is he at work in you? Through Christ and through the Holy Spirit. Now, he's talking to a saved people. So they've already been born again. So now he's telling them God is at work in you. God is at work in you, but he's at work in you to do two things. His will and his good pleasure. <laughs> the Father is at work in you to do his will and his good pleasure. Now, to will means to have a desire to do things his way. For his good pleasure means that I don't only have a desire to do things his way, but I have a desire to do them in a manner that pleases him. 
So he is working in us his will and to do his good pleasure. This is, why the spirit, this is why we are living in the spirit realm. This is why we receive the Holy Spirit, so that his will and his ways, his good pleasure can be worked in us. Hence, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to work in us his desire to do things his way and a disposition that forms his character in us so that everything that we do, we do it in a manner that pleases him. Example. Raise your hand if you're single. Yes, you are. Y'all are, you're single. You're single. Raise your hand if you're not married. How about that? Okay. So what happens is the Father is at work in us. The Father is at work in us to work in us his will. How many of y'all know it is his will to be married? It is his will for us to get married. Okay? Versus living a promiscuous life, versus being in meaningless relationships, versus living a life of fornication. It is his will. So he will work that thing in you, which means he'll give you a mindset to say, I need to stop these relationships and do this. So he works a desire in us to get married. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Okay, but the thing now is this. After he works in us a desire to have a spouse or to be a spouse, now he has to work the good pleasure in us to be the best spouse ever. So he's not just working a desire to get married. He said he's, work, he's not working a desire just for me to get married, but he wants me to be the best husband possible. How many of y'all know the Father wants us to be great? The Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So the desire to be great is the Father's will. It is his desire to see his children shine in every thing that we do. But the desire to be greatness, to be great, also comes with him working in us his pleasure to do it the right way. He don't want us to be great in since we're better than people. And now we want to look down on people, talk about people, brag and compete in competition. That's not the greatness he wants us to be. So he has to work a greatness in us. How does he do this? Well, the Bible says that the disciples came to him and said, who's the greatest in your kingdom? He pulled a child to the side. So his good pleasure is that we humble ourselves as a child, and that is his greatness. But since we came out the world, greater means better. Greater means I have more than you. Not in his kingdom. In his kingdom, he said, if you're going to be the greatest, if you're going to be the chief, it's, it's going to be the person who serves everybody. So he wants the greatness in us, but, he has the, but his good pleasure is to work the humility there. It's to work the servitude in there. Okay, he wants us to have finances. He wants us to have businesses. He wants us to have money. He wants us to have wealth. The Bible said that he gave us the power to obtain it. But more than that, his good pleasure is that we bear his name. That we represent him in everything that we do. He doesn't just want us to have the money, but this is what happens. We go after the money and we don't go after the character. 
Or we go after the money harder than we go after the character. Or we'll get married, but we won't go after being the best spouse. We'll go after being greatness, after greatness, but what will end up happening is we would do it just to compete with folks. So we want to see who can pray the best. We want to see who's the most anointed, who's the most powerful. That shouldn't be in the church. So the moment that happens, what does he have to do? Give you a class in humility. The moment that happens, what does he have to do? Bring you to a place of being a servant. He has to humble us. Amen? We will go after the finances. We'll confess the scriptures about finances, but we won't confess the ones about character. We have a heart that wants money more than it wants to be like him. So what does he have to do? He has to work in us his will and to do his good pleasure. He has to work in us his will and to do his good pleasure. He's not just working in us his will, but he wants us to do it in a way that it pleases him. And nine times out of ten, I'm going to say nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, this comes with the baptism of fire. It comes with the baptism of fire. Now, fire, the baptism of fire, and I'm not going to talk about it long because we're going to talk, we're going to do a whole teaching on that. The baptism of fire is what opens you up to desire his wills and way. The baptism of fire comes with pressure. The baptism of fire comes when he puts you in a situation and you have to be patient. It's when he corrects us, when he, acts as, when he expects us to be disciplined. It can come through miracles. It can come through signs. It can come through wonders. It can come through gifts of the spirit. The number one place it does come through is relationships. It comes through relationships. And what is he doing? He's opening us up to his desires. So he will put me in my marriage as a husband and in dealing with my wife, I will get extremely frustrated. Why? Because I'm a young husband. <laughs> okay? I will get extremely frustrated because that's what happens anytime you deal with somebody other than yourself. <laughs> this is why the divorce rate is high. Because as soon as it becomes friction in a relationship, what do we do? Abandon it. Why? Because we want our peace, and we think the only way we can have peace is to be to ourselves. Not understanding that the Father is trying to work in us his will and to do his good pleasure. Now, we, did, we talked about the example of the, the cucumber becoming a pickle. How did the cucumber, cucumber become the pickle? It stayed baptized. Amen? It stayed baptized. But, now, I don't, I don't make pickles, so I, I'm not that familiar with it, but when I was reading it, what they do when they make pickles is, first they do is they, they boil the cucumber. 
And what happens? The fire opens the cucumber up. It opens its pores. Even with us, what does hot water do to us? It opens our pores. So what happens is they boil the cucumber, then they immerse it to make it easier. So the trials and tribulations, I hate to tell y'all this, and the situations and circumstances you're going through is opening you up for more prayer. It's opening you up for more word time. It makes you seek him. It makes you ask. It makes you knock. That's why Jesus told you, you're going to be persecuted. Why? Because persecution makes you run to the Father. Persecution makes you ask questions. When you are confused, when you are frustrated, that is the most, that is the time, the, the most time where you dive into his presence. Father, help me. So he uses the baptism of fire. He uses relationships to make you come to him and say, I don't know what I'm doing. In ministry, oh, believe me, I'm telling you, I ain't never prayed like I, I ain't never prayed this much. Because you, I hit walls and I write, Father, I have no idea what I'm doing. Good. Now, come talk to me. Especially having to do this every week. <laughs> You have to stay in his presence. So that is the message for the day is stay baptized. Don't just get baptized, stay baptized. Even right now, you can be praying in your tongues. Right now, even right now, as we, you can be talking to the Father. I want more of you, more of you, more of you. You should not be satisfied outside of his presence. If you can't connect to him, that should be a problem. That should be a problem. Any child that cannot get in touch with their father, that's a problem, ain't it? If you go to call your father and you can't reach him, you don't know where he is, and he has everything that you need for the journey. So the cucumber has to stay baptized. And once that cucumber stays there for so long, it becomes one with the substance. And the thing about it is this, is once that cucumber becomes a pickle, it can't be reversed. Let's talk about chicken. Y'all like chicken. Let's say you wanted some jerk chicken. What do you do? You season that chicken. You marinate that chicken, right? Come on, come on now. I know I'm making y'all hungry. I got like 20 minutes. Y'all can do what y'all want to do. You marinate that chicken. You don't season it and then, you don't just season the chicken and then cook it. No, you marinate that chicken because the goal is to get the seasoning where? Inside of it. Once, that, once it has marinated, once it has marinated inside of the chicken and you apply that fire to it, that chicken can never be ordinary chicken again. It can never be ordinary chicken again. The chef said, amen, because he knows. It is irreversible. This is what the Father is trying to do. He's trying to get us in a place where we stay baptized, and we stay baptized so long that we cannot do without his presence. He created us to live in his presence, just like he created a fish to live in water. If you pull a fish out of water, they're lost, right? That's how you are without his presence. You're lost. 
If you take a bird and you clip his wings, that bird is lost because that bird is used to the sky. That bird was created to fly. In the same way, we were created for his presence. We were created to stay baptized. Adam wasn't supposed to leave Eden. Adam and Eve was never supposed to leave Eden. You know what Eden was supposed to do? Watch this, expand. <laughs> Eden was supposed to expand. But what happened? Satan came and pulled them out the presence of the Father. And from that day forth, every person that was born was born outside of the presence. And now your goal is to get back to that place where you live in his presence. Where you stay baptized. You're not just in his presence when you pray. And we don't just get in his presence to pray. I hit y'all upside the head with that one. Okay. Y'all be on the prayer call. Let me get, let me get, no. What, what, why are you warming up for prayer? This where you live. You let me shot day, yeah, baby. I gotta pray for 15 minutes. And then when you get done praying 15 minutes, you stop getting this presence. Because you're only doing it to perform. We're on our way to a deliverance meeting. Now I gotta get in this. Hold on, you're supposed to have been there. You ain't supposed to never left. Stay baptized, even right now. Even as I speak right now, you should be baptized. You should be immersed in his presence. You should feel his glory on you right now. There's no reason why, there's no excuse why you can't, other than you either carnal or you don't want to. I love y'all too. So, verse 14. So, Paul said, it is God that is at work in you both to desire and to work for his good pleasure. So he said, do all things without complaining and arguments. Do all things without complaining and arguments. Now he started at work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why? Because God is at work in you to will and to do his good pleasure. So do all things without complaining or arguments. Verse 15, so that you will prove yourself to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights to the world. So he wants us to stay baptized. Now, he wants us to stay baptized so that we can prove ourselves to be blameless and innocent so that we can prove ourselves to be children of God above reproach, so that we can prove ourselves as being lights in this world amongst a crooked and perverse generation. So one of the ways that we know that we are not in the spirit is that we start complaining and arguing all the time. Oh, Jesus. We good? That's how we know that we, we've left the spirit realm. We start complaining about everything. As if we don't have a father that owns everything. As if our father don't have an answer to everything. The Bible says all things belong to you. The Bible says you have a, watch this, an unction from the Holy Spirit and you know all things. 
You get what I'm saying, Marlette? You, we have an unction from the Holy Spirit, which means that when you're in his presence, there is no conversation that can elude you. There is no information that can elude you. When you are in his presence, the Bible says you know everything. You can get the answers to all things. So the Bible tells us to work on our salvation. Now, the expectation is this. I'm about to close. The expectation is this, is that we appear as lights in the world. So this is the expectation. This is why he wants to work in us his will and to do his good pleasure so that we can appear as lights in the world. Well, how do we know when we're not lights? Because we start complaining, we start arguing, we start bickering. It becomes beef in the church amongst his sons and daughters. Now, this is what I will tell you. That happens, right? That happens. But it happens because we are immature. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Is there anything wrong with being immature? No, there's nothing wrong with being immature, okay? There's nothing wrong with being immature. The problem is, is when you're lost. You're always going to be immature. Why? Because the only way to be, become mature is to first be immature. You're always going to be immature. You're always going to be immature. I'm 44 years old. I am, I am too immature to be 50. I haven't reached that level yet. Right now, the state you are, there's another level. When it comes to growth, the Bible says we grow from glory to glory. We grow from glory to glory. Your appetite has to be for the next level of glory. In order for you to stay in his presence, your appetite has to be for the next level of glory. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit is here to work light in us. Light is divine truth. Divine truth is spiritual intelligence. So that just changed the whole thing, right? So the whole ministry of the Holy Spirit is here, Chris, to work a spiritual intelligence in us. Now, this is what spiritual intelligence is. It's me understanding that in the natural realm, while I am functioning, I am making decisions, right? I am making decisions in my life. And if I do not make the correct decision, it can affect my spiritual life. So the Father is coming to, through the Holy Spirit to work in you a light, to work in you divine truth, to work in you a spiritual intelligence so that everything that you do, it is according to his will. And everything that you do, you do it in a manner where you're out to please him, which means we have to get away from trying to please folks from trying to please people. And then we have to get resolute in our spirit that if I don't please people, everything will still be okay. Amen. That was one of my hardest issues in starting a church. I wanted everybody in the church to be happy. You know that is hard. <laughs> that, is, that is hard. Try it in your household just to keep everybody happy. The bigger the household, the more difficult it becomes. So the wife happy, Alana happy, Akira happy, then Javon not. 
So let me do this. Let me shift and do what I need to do to make Javon happy. Now Javon's happy, Dr. Hardy ain't. Now Dr. Hardy and Javon happy, but Alana and Akira ain't. So I spent my whole, I'm trying to tell y'all, Trying to make sure everybody is happy. And then you have to get to the point you like, I don't care if y'all happy. Long as his will is being done. Long as what I'm doing is good in his eyes. Y'all going to be okay. And I try to do that in starting the church. Try to be on the phone with everybody. Trying to keep everybody happy. Hey, y'all good? Y'all? Nope. <laughs> if he called you to be here, I see you. If he didn't call you, I won't see you. I had to tell somebody, they said they was called, Kena. I said, well, the only way I know you called is if I, I'll see you. Amen. I don't care what your title is. I don't care what your gift is. Okay. Shit, say lie. <laughs> so the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to work light in us. It's to work divine truth in us. And this is why it's important. Colossians 1.12 said, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So the Father has qualified us through sonship to share in the inheritance. But the inheritance only comes to the saints that are in light. The inheritance only comes to the children that walk in light. The inheritance only comes to those, the children that walk in light. So Jesus already died that we may have power, riches, wisdom, strength, glory, honor, and blessings. He already died so that we can have that. But now the Bible is telling us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling because the Father is at work in us so that we can to will and to do his good pleasure. So at the end of the day, there'll be a separation between light and darkness. And in the separation between light and darkness, he wants us to understand that as long as you are walking in the light, the inheritance comes to you. That's why he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else is added. Your focus is stay baptized. Our focus is to do what? Stay baptized, even right now. That's why I told you, look, if you, if, you in, if you with all your heart right now just said, Father, I want more of you, he won't deny that. Try it in your heart right now. Father, I want more of you. Father, I want more of you, more of your presence, Father, more of your glory, Father, more of your life, Father, more of your love, Father. I want more of you, more of you, more of you, Father. If you just, there's nothing wrong with you going into prayer and taking the first half hour to tell the Father what his presence means to you. I want you to be thirsty for his presence. I want you to be upset and mad when you get pulled out. I want you to be irritated <laughs> to the point where you're like, look, I can't talk right now. I got to go pray. I can't talk right now. I got to go get in his presence. Because in his presence is where everything that belongs to us is. 
So the command for us as the church is stay baptized. Stay baptized. Don't just try to hear the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Live in the spirit. Be led by the spirit. You can't be led by anything that you're not familiar with. As a matter of fact, you don't know if you're being led until you're actually led by the spirit. You don't know that you're being led until, the, until you are literally baptized in the spirit. Matter of fact, you don't know when the spirit departs if you don't live in that, in that presence. And we got to stop living this life where it comes and goes. I'm in the spirit, I'm out the spirit. I feel the spirit. No, he didn't design us to feel the spirit. He designed us to live there. He didn't design us just to feel the spirit. Ooh, I feel, my, I feel the helper. <laughs> That's not what he designed us. He designed us to live there. He said, this is your residence. How do I know? Galatians 5, 16 says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Well, hold on. <laughs> the Scripture just said that he is working in us to will and to do his good pleasure. So while he is trying to work in us his desires, the flesh is trying to work in us its desires. So he said, walk by the Spirit, and you would not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh is against the Spirit. And the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another in order to keep you from doing whatever you want. So you trying your hardest to be spiritual. But you can't. What does that mean? You're fleshly. What does that mean? That you have not given your mind, you have not given your heart to spiritual matters. The, the flesh desires to pull you out the spirit. So the message and the word from heaven is stay baptized. Jesus didn't come so that you can get touched with the spirit. He didn't die on the cross. The Father didn't send the Holy Spirit. He didn't pour out the Holy Spirit on all men so that we can just hear the spirit so we can just prophesy so we can just use the spirit to pray he designed us to live there amen we have to have a desire we have to want to stay baptized so it says for the desires of the flesh is against the spirit so the bible says that the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. The scripture lets us know that the Father is trying to work in us his desires. So while he's trying to work in us his desires, he's trying to work in us, work out of us the fleshly desires. The soul is the bridge to the spirit realm or the natural realm. That's why you gotta watch what you, you gotta watch what you put before your eyes. You got to watch what you listen to. Whatever you put before your eyes and whatever you listen to is cultivating your soul. And it's either cultivating your soul to live in the spirit realm or to live in the natural realm. The job of the Holy Spirit is to saturate our spiritual life, 
until we are full. Until we are full. Christians talk about, Christians, believers, children of God, talk all the time, Chris, about I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, you know what? I was telling my wife yesterday. You know, John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit from birth. But then he made the statement that while being filled with the, filled with the Spirit, he made the statement that there was one coming that was more powerful than him. How can you be filled with the baptism of the Spirit from birth and there be somebody that's coming that's more powerful than you? Because being, John was baptized in the Spirit. I mean, John was filled with the Spirit, but he wasn't baptized. John was filled with the Spirit, but he wasn't a son. So the Bible said that out of all the men from the Old Testament, from, from Adam all the way to Jesus, that John was the greatest man ever on the planet, but in the kingdom of God, he the least. Why? Because we have the privilege and we have the honor of staying baptized. I baptize with water, he said, but there's going to be one that come and he's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. So you're going to always have situations in your life where you're going to have tribulations, where you're going to have to be patient. You're going to always have situations in your life where you're going to be going through persecution. Why? Because the Father wants to, he's going to always put things in your path to make you seek his face. It's intentional. It's intentional. And the sooner you stop complaining and just seek his face, things are going to work out. Y'all with me? That's why the Bible says, I'm going to close, that he can do, this is powerful, that he can do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask. This is powerful. Or think. You got to understand this. But it's according to the power that works in you. Kenny, you don't even have to ask. He said, think. But it's going to be determined on how, how long you stay in my presence. How much of me is in you. Just with the cucumber. You, put, you immerse the cucumber in the brine, and that cucumber has to stay there until it becomes a pickle. You marinate chicken, okay, and you put it in the marinade, you put it in the marinade for the purpose of getting that seasoning inside the chicken so that you can have jerk chicken. You don't want just normal chicken, right? Okay, even in education, a, a student, ha a person has to immerse themselves in school. It's not by strange that she's a doctor. Okay, when you're a doctor, in order to become a doctor, you got to stay there. You can't drop out. You can't not do assignments. You can't skip class if the goal is to become a doctor. If the goal is to become a, and now, when I met my wife, she had a high school diploma. Okay? I seen her get associates, bachelors, two master's degrees. The second one, she went behind my back and got. And a doctorate. While she was working on her, on her, her dissertation, she was studying to take the exam 
for her licensure. You got to stay there. Now she's Dr. Hardy. You know that go on her social security card. You, that's, that's irreversible. You can't change that. Now it's a level of authority that just doctor, when she say I'm Dr. Hardy, people perk up. Same thing with, Ted, with, with the Esquire. She had to labor in law school. You, you, can't, you, can't not, you can't miss class. Now it's Terry Walker Esquire. You can't take that Esquire away, and you can't add it to your name unless you stayed baptized there. Unless you stayed baptized there. Unless you stay right there, you cannot be, you cannot just add that to your name. This is what the Father wants us to do, Shomi. He wants us to stay baptized. I know we got a lot of stuff going on in our life, but there's nothing more important than you staying in his presence. And the sooner you get that, get the understanding of that, the further he can take you. Because the Holy Spirit does three things. It hovers. It comes upon and it rests. Initially, it comes upon all of us. But in order for it to rest, we have to have the mind of Christ. In order for it to rest, we have to have the mind of Christ. Because it can come upon you, but you can quench it. Yesterday I was watching a video. And I was in the spirit and just that quick watching that video, I came out the spirit. Watching and it was it was nothing, it wasn't nothing bad. It I don't know, maybe it was, okay? <laughs> It was just a prank. A girlfriend, a, a boyfriend was pranking his girlfriend. Okay, but watch this. The content of the conversation was sex. Okay, watch this. I'm going to show you what, you're, what you are doing that is putting you in the flesh. So I'm sitting here watching this video. I thought it was funny. Okay, this guy is on the phone, uh, uh, and he had the, uh, his friend call in as a doctor and tell him that, he has a condition, and the only way that he can alleviate his condition is that he, can, he has to have sex three times a day for three months. Now, you know where, where it lost me, where, where it, it knocked me out of the spirit, is the lust behind it. I wasn't in lust, wasn't thinking about neither one of them, but the, the, the relationship was not of the father. So immediately, I feel this heavy thing on me, and now I got to shake it off. I'm learning. You know what I did? I, I closed all my social media accounts. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to sit here and observe and watch something that's going to keep me from my destiny. I'm not going to sit here and observe and watch something that's going to knock me out the spirit, and this is what my blessings are. It's not that deep. Social media, the blessings of the Father. Is it easy? Is it simple? Unless you're nepios. Then you're like, I don't know if I can let my account go. Okay, well, keep it. But the thing about it is the Father, <laughs> keep it. Okay, keep it. Watch what you want to watch. I'm staying baptized. Okay, you do what you want to do. I'm staying baptized.
Baptism is the goal. Baptism is the goal. Stay baptized. Like I told you, even right now, right now, as you sit down right now, you can go as deep into the spirit as you want to. Let's try it.